Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, hello, fighters. Thanks for tuning in. Before we uh, start this episode, some exciting news. Starting in January, News Fighters is going to go weekly and we're joining the esteemed Australian comedy podcast network, Sans Pants Radio. So what does this mean for you? Well, not much. You can keep listening to the show wherever you listen to it. There will be ads in it, uh, which is great for me. Um, but if you don't like commercials, uh, you can pay US $5 a month and join Sans Pants Plus and listen to News Fighters ad-free, as well as special bonus episodes. And that money will go towards supporting me, uh, as well as the other 15 uh, regular shows on Sans Pants. So exciting news. Get ready for weekly fun in 2021. Let's go. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello everyone. I'm Dylan Bain. Welcome to News Fighters, the final episode of 2020. Stay tuned because coming up, Stefan Pazur is stopping by to wrap up the year in arts and culture. And well, I don't know about you, I'm just about done with 2020. So let's wrap this bad boy up. And to quote Dan Andrews, get on the beers. In fact, as Scott Morrison would say, all of us are mad keen to get on this. Yes, and if there's one celebrity who knows exactly what 2020 will be remembered for, it's Piano Man himself, Elton John. Well, it's been quite a year. My film, my farewell tour, and the incredible response to my autobiography, Me. And just when I thought my life couldn't get any more unbelievable, I went and won an Oscar. Yes, thanks, Elton. You really summed up 2020 there for the historians. But first, let's go back to January. And the year opened, sadly, with the horrific black summer bushfires devastating the town I grew up in on the New South Wales south coast, Cabago. And, well, Scott Morrison turned up a few days later for a photo op and uh, weren't the locals uh, happy to see him? Nah, you're an idiot, mate. You really Yes, no one in Cabago would shake Scott Morrison's hand, and sadly, this was months before he could put it down to coronavirus prevention. Hard to believe, in a year ravaged by global warming, racist police violence, and a deadly pandemic, the only thing we've managed to cancel as a society 
was handshakes. Good job, society. And of course, going back to the beginning of 2020, at the time, we all thought one of the biggest news stories of the year was going to be Brexit, which I'm mentioning just as an excuse to play this clip. People this morning might have seen their newspapers a story about um, the Brexit bongs at Big, Be- at Big Ben. Bongs, Do you yes. think there should be bongs on Well, the bongs, the, the, bongs, the, bongs, cost, the bongs cost £500,000. Yes, because, they're uh, very costly bongs. The, 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 yeah, but uh, we're, we're, we're working up a plan so that people can bong a bob for a Big Ben bong. If because there, is, there are some people who want to... Uh, so bung, bung. I haven't quite worked, out, worked right. it out. What a leader. Well, the UK certainly was reassured that if there was going to be any kind of emergency uh, international situation in 2020, that, that they were in a safe set of hands. I'm shaking hands. I was, at a, I was at a hospital the other night where I think there were, a few, there were actually a few coronavirus uh, patients and I shook hands with everybody. Uh, you'll be pleased to know. And, and I continue to shake hands. Which, of course, led to Boris bing bang bonging himself right into the ICU with coronavirus. And now that it's December in the UK, everyone is only just remembering Brexit like it's a pizza they left in the oven three hours ago. Oh, yes, Brexit. Was that this year? Oh, uh, I thought we got Brexit done. Didn't we get Brexit done? Okay, moving on to February. And of course, it was around this time that we really started to hear about what would wind up being the biggest and most important news story of 2020. We're going to go straight to Charlotte Goodlett in Sydney now, where a story is just starting to break. Charlotte, baboons have escaped a medical research facility. A troop of baboons on the loose. Baboons on the loose. Baboons on the loose tonight. Baboons on the loose. It's not clear yet how many baboons were on the loose. Remarkable. Oh, but it wasn't just baboons on the loose. It turned out there was another dumb ape who was also let loose in February. US President Donald Trump has been acquitted of abusive power and obstruction of Congress. Just the third ever impeachment trial of the US President has come to a close in Washington. Yeah, remember when Trump was impeached and then acquitted and then he wound up losing his re-election to Joe Biden? And remember when we thought that, that the US election would be the biggest news story of 2020? Oh, no, it wasn't. Uh, what was the biggest news story of 2020, Cardi B? Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real! Shit is getting real! Is this coronavirus shit gonna be like a couple of weeks type of shit? Or is it gonna be a couple of months type of shit? Let me know so I can start motherfucking racking up on foods and Montclair's so a bitch can move to motherfucking Antarctica, bitch. Yes, I can't get enough of watching Cardi B freaking out about coronavirus. For us Aussies, however, it was something we were a little less fussed about. Are you a little worried about the coronavirus? A little bit. Tell me what your concerns are. That I'm going to get it? Even Aussie travellers flying in to face 14 days quarantine managed to look on the bright side at the time. Yeah, just going to lock myself in and just um, punch some cones for a couple of days. <laughs> How are you going to spend the next two weeks, I guess? Thanks, mate. No, no we yeah. can't disclose all of it. <laughs> And even on the day all the pubs closed back in March, this Sydney cider was completely nonplussed. In Darlinghurst, last drinks at the Courthouse Hotel. Bottle shops are open, I'll be fine, I've got two fridges. I love it. During 2020, Americans were all like... I'll die before I give up my freedom. While Aussies were like... I'll be fine, I've got two fridges. Thankfully, as a nation of alcoholics, it wasn't long till the pubs reopened, leading to this, the most Aussie vox pop of 2020. Oh, it's so good to be out of the home. No more tinnies on the couch in ISO. Thankfully, during lockdown, however, we had very clear direction from the Prime Minister and the government on what was and wasn't allowed. And we were directed to only go out and shop for essential goods. You know, like jigsaw puzzles. But what we've said today is you should be only going out to shop 
for things that you actually need and you should be doing it on an irregular basis. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, our kids are at home now, um, as are most kids, and uh, Jenny went out yesterday and bought them a whole bunch of jigsaw puzzles. I can assure you over the next few months we're going to consider those jigsaw puzzles absolutely essential. And in April we got some more common sense guidance from New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller on why IKEA was open but you definitely shouldn't go and shop there. IKEA, for instance, very busy on the weekends. They don't sell essentials, many practical things, but not essentials. Should people keep away from shops like that? Because they are open. So, so for mine, it, it is the, oh, and the great challenge in this is, is balancing employment and a whole range of other things. So if you went there and you say you're going to there to buy a bedspread, is that going to be a, a valid reason? No, it's not. Do you really need to go to IKEA to buy a bedspread? I mean, really, you know... Why they because, but if they can stay open and maintain employment of people of New South Wales, isn't that of some value? Yes, so in New South Wales, shops were told to stay open so as to provide jobs serving customers for whom visiting the shop was technically illegal. Man, it's a good thing Mick Fuller wasn't in charge of my small business course at uni or else he would have told me to open up a shop that only served ghosts or convicted mass murderers or something. Also in April in Victoria, people were fined for going on holidays on their computer. One Victorian couple was slapped with a $3,000 fine for posting holiday happy snaps on Facebook. Problem was, they were from a year ago. Yes, and if there's one thing that Victorian police loved in 2020, it was arresting people for posting to Facebook. Police in Victoria are, un are under fire for placing a pregnant mum in handcuffs following a post on Facebook urging so people to attend an anti-lockdown yeah, protest. Yeah, the police arrested those protesters, but why wouldn't they listen to me in 2009 when I demanded they arrest those people behind Farmville? Topical. Yeah, anyways, it was weird that those uh, lockdown protest organisers got arrested because you know who loves a good lockdown protest is uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison. What's your reaction to the scenes of protests on the streets in Melbourne and Sydney over the weekend of people wanting things to open up sooner and, and uh, that uh, level of civil disobedience? Well, I understand people's frustration. It's a free country. People will make their protests and make their voices heard. Yeah, he may have loved those lockdown protests, but when it came to uh, Black Lives Matter protests a month later... Uh, Scott Morrison wasn't so keen. Protesters should be charged. That's the blunt message from Scott Morrison amid rising tensions over plans for further demonstrations this weekend. Well, should they be charged? I think they should. I mean, I really do think they should um, because the, you can't have a double standard here. Yeah, you can't have a double standard except when you have a double standard over people protesting. Then it's fine. But through all of this, if there's one guy who should really be charged for joining the Black Lives Matter protests, it's French DJ David Guetta. So this record is in honour of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family. Yes, and for me, that was arguably the most tone-deaf tribute to a civil rights victim since two live crew dedicated a performance of Me So Horny to Rodney King back in 1991. Oh, and uh, speaking of dickheads, uh, early on in Victoria, we did get this great piece of common sense legal advice from their chief police commissioner, Graham Ashton. The chief commissioner also has a message for people lying about having coronavirus. 
It's not a crime to be a dickhead. Yes, for now, but just wait until uh, Peter Dutton introduces the anti-dickhead crime bill into federal parliament early next year, which will make being a dickhead punishable by six years in prison, even for 14-year-olds. No, it may not have been a crime to be a dickhead in 2020, but in New South Wales, it became a crime to eat a kebab outside during lockdown, something Western Australian Premier Mark McGowan uh, found slightly amusing. I find it hard to believe someone was going for a run and then stopped to have a kebab. But um, in, any, in any event, they do things differently in New South Wales. Um, look, um, there's, nothing wrong with, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with going for a run. There's nothing wrong with going for a run and having a kebab. <laughs> but, but <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong. We're not we're not making it unlawful to go for a run and eat a kebab. Uh, it's whether you whether you're not a, you're in a group. Which led to me seeing a massive hole in the market that I'm about to fill with my newly launched product, Kebab Smoothie, the protein-filled energy drink you can enjoy while out on a run. Available in two flavors: meat and kebab. So in a year that was full of ad hoc reckless policymaking, hypocritical mixed messaging, and punitive authoritarian policies, it seemed like maybe 2020 might finally be the time that federal opposition leader Anthony Albanese could achieve some cut through. <laughs> nope. In America, they devote a rock formation to their presidents at Mount Rushmore. If they were going to devote a rock formation to this mob, It'll be called the Bungle Bungles. Yes, look, I hate to alarm everyone, but uh, it is looking like 2021 could be an election year. So I think we have to start preparing ourselves for the next pandemic of self-inflicted labour foot-in-mouth disease. And in business news this year, back in April, we were provided with a unique business opportunity I wish I'd taken advantage of. Today's big news on global markets was that the oil price went below zero. That is, it went negative. Minus $37 a barrel. How could it happen? Well, demand for oil has fallen so much you can't sell it and there's nowhere to store it. So the price of storage has soared and buyers have to be compensated for that. Yes, supposedly oil cost negative dollars. Yet the next day when I filled up my car at the petrol station and then went to take the money out of the till they owed me, they called the police on me. What the hell? I mean, it's not like I'd done anything really bad, like eaten a kebab or tried to shake someone's hand. And finally, in sports news, due to the worldwide lockdowns, we went months without any sport being played. But that didn't stop the people at UK talk radio station Talk Sport from having to fill airtime, who decided this was the perfect opportunity to talk about biscuits and scones instead. How, how a Jaffa cake is a cake. It's literally in the name. Look, I, 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 I have to differ. I think a Jaffa cake's a biscuit. Got to be cream first. Surely, Alan, it's cream first and then jam. No? No, butter first. No, butter, yeah. cream and jam. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like, I like where your head's at. Yes, anyway, well, that's my 2020 in review. Merry Christmas, everyone. Unfortunately, not for the 40,000 Aussies still stranded overseas and able to get home. Sorry, um... When were they when were they meant to be home again, ScoMo? We want to get them home by Christmas. Before Christmas. By Christmas. Yes, by Christmas. He just didn't say which Christmas. Could be 2025 for all we know. Thanks, ScoMo. So in conclusion, if we had to sum up 2020 in one soundbite, uh, I'd probably give it to uh, this soundbite from this girl on the weekend from Sydney's Northern Beaches. If um, COVID didn't exist, then everyone would be having a lot more fun. Yes, and I agree with her. I think 2020 would have been a much better year if it wasn't for the coronavirus pandemic. But that's just my opinion. So anyway, that was 2020. And uh, 
I'm over it, to be honest. So if you don't mind, I'm going to get on the couch and... Get on the beers. Okay, before we go, let's look back at the year in arts and culture. Well, with everyone stuck at home, people are more likely to consume TikToks and podcasts than movie tickets and concerts. So who better to sum up the year in culture than our regular arts correspondent and co-host of the fictional podcast Arts Fighters, Stefan Pazur. Take it away, Stefan. Hello, I'm Stefan Pazur, and welcome to my look back at the year in arts and culture in 2020. When 2020 started, nobody ever knew it would be the worst year ever, all because Taylor Swift released two new albums. In movie news, not many movies came out in 2020 because of, you know what, coronavirus. The biggest movie at the box office in a year full of death was ironically called Bad Boys for Life. And in a year in which thousands were killed by a parasite, the winner of the Best Picture Oscar was called mm, um, uh, The Irishman, I think? I can't remember. In streaming video this year, one of the biggest hits for Netflix was a show called Emily in Paris because everyone in lockdown decided they would watch any show about travelling, even if it involved an annoying American who got famous on social media for doing nothing but posting a picture of a baguette. Excuse me, but the French are masters of social media. True, but Americans invented it, which is why I hope to become a valuable member of your team by adding an American point of view to your fabulous French clients. In response, Stern has announced a new Aussie show called Kenneth in Penrith about an American who moves to Western Sydney and immediately loses all of his social media followers after posting a picture of Red Rooster. Netflix also got in trouble this year when season 4 of the royal drama The Crown was found to be full of historical inaccuracies, including a scene where Princess Diana murders Bob Hawke, the Queen eats a corgi, and Prince Charles invents a song Gangnam Style. Also on phones this year, the $2 billion video streaming service Quibi launched. It was made up of short videos commuters could watch on the way to work but it was launched during the lockdown when everyone was working from home. Good job, idiots. What would they think of next? A radio station for deaf people? A food for people who don't have mouths? Give me two billion dollars. I'll make that one for you. In video game news, one of the biggest new games to become popular during the lockdown was Animal Crossing New Horizons on Nintendo. In it, you design an island and invite your friends over to visit and play. No thanks, I saw what happened when Jeffrey Epstein did this and it did not end well. The race to buy the new PlayStation 5 took a turn for the worst when scalpers purchased a mass amount of the new gaming console, causing shelves to be sold out. It was like when people stripped the shelves of toilet paper in March, except it's really uncomfortable to wipe your bum with a PlayStation I heard. And that's the year in pop culture in 2020. In 2021, I hope we'll be all back at the movies paying $35 to watch people play on their phones. And I predict the stock market will fall when Joe Biden farts. Well, thanks again uh, for 2020, Dylan. Uh, I wish you listeners a uh, Merry Christmas, Great New Year, and a better 2021. Thanks for listening. 
All right. Thanks, Stefan. I'm Dylan Bain. Uh, News Fighters was written and presented by me, Dylan Bain. Uh, that was Stefan. Uh, I'm done. 2020's just smashed me. Uh, don't forget, we're on the web, newsfighters.com. We're on Twitter at newsfighterspod. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell your, fa- tell your friends if you've got any. Write a review on iTunes. And don't forget, we're back in January uh, and we're going to go weekly. January 11th, I think, is when we're going to start. Uh, everyone, wash your hands, wear a mask, uh, radiate positivity, and uh, uh, keep fighting. Did I say wash your hands? And uh, bye for now, and uh, we'll see you in 2021. Uh, thanks again. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Good job, idiots. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.